For over a decade, the Zen Parenting Radio podcast has been sharing self-awareness, mindfulness, and how we can better understand and relate to your children. The hosts, Todd and Kathy Adams, share the most up-to-date research about parenting and personal growth, while also sharing their personal experiences. Don't miss out on how to live a life filled with connection and meaning. Follow or subscribe to Zen Parenting Radio today. If you're a people pleaser, you can sometimes get caught up in what other people want and lose that feeling of being authentic to yourself. How can mindfulness help us to maintain healthy boundaries and be our true selves? Welcome to Mindfulness for Beginners. Hello my friend, I hope you're happy, I hope you're peaceful. It's your old pal Sean and before we start today's episode I want to bring you some exciting news about January. I'm going to be starting a new fortnightly podcast on the Pickaxe Network called Mindfulness for Gamers. It's going to follow the same format as Mindfulness for Beginners but the story or lead-in is going to be related to gaming. I'm really excited about it and once we have the first episode up I would be massively grateful if you could support the show by subscribing and subscribing to this one if you haven't already. Don't worry I'll still be doing Mindfulness for Beginners but I think even if you're not a gamer you will really enjoy the new show and it's a great opportunity to bring mindfulness to a new audience. Do give me a shout if you've got ideas or suggestions by email or through the Facebook group. In my early 30s, I was a more adventurous traveller than I am these days. In my let's wing it phase, I didn't really plan ahead, even when I was leaving the country. And one year I decided pretty randomly that I was going to Marrakesh in Morocco. I had some time off work, so I just booked some flights and a Riyadh a couple of days before, not really knowing what to expect, but looking forward to the adventure. If you haven't been to Marrakesh, I would highly recommend it. It's not your average city, it's like stepping into a kaleidoscope where colours, scents and sound collide in a mesmerising mosaic. My first impression was a very pleasant, if slightly anxiety inducing, sensory overload. The vibrant chaos of the markets is an experience that's hard to put into words. It's a labyrinth of narrow alleys bustling with locals, tourists, bicycles, cars and vendors, peddling everything from spices, leather goods, lamps, pottery to beautiful rugs. The vendors are like the rock stars of street commerce. You can't help but admire their salesmanship, which is a mix of charm, wit, force of will and the occasional exaggerated hand gesture that wouldn't look out of place in an Italian opera. If you made eye contact, they would make a beeline for you and drag you by the arm over to their stall. Despite my social anxiety, I felt oddly at home. There was something kind of Irish about their over-the-top personas. Some people find their sales patter overwhelming and intrusive, but shrinking away from it made it all the more forceful, like trying to extricate yourself from quicksand. I genuinely loved it. When they pushed their sales pitch, I laughed. When they put their hand on my shoulder, I put my arm around them. Once they saw you weren't daunted, they eased off the hard sell and just enjoyed chatting with you. One vendor in particular I'll never forget. I was walking home after a long day and I made the mistake of glancing and only glancing at some wooden carvings. 
They were nice, but I didn't have room after all the other stuff I bought, and I wasn't really looking for another dust magnet for the house. The young vendor saw my glance and jumped into my path. My friend, how are you? You like my wooden pieces? How about this one? He handed me a wooden carving about 10 inches tall, a fluid looking cylindrical shape with holes. Uh, it's very nice, I said, but I really should be going. How much do you want it for, he said enthusiastically. I'm not really looking for something like this, I said with kind of a sorry look on my face. Just give me a price, he said. I don't want to insult you, I replied. He waved his hands. This is how things are done in Marrakesh. It's negotiation, don't worry. I sighed and said a number in the local currency. His face twisted in pained horror and he clutched his chest theatrically. You break my heart. I couldn't help myself and started laughing and laughing and the more that he protested his hurt feelings, the harder I laughed. Eventually, he couldn't help himself and started to laugh as well. We had a lovely conversation and I sadly didn't buy the curvy wooden cylinder. Now, obviously, I wasn't laughing because his feelings were hurt. That would be cruel. I was laughing at his acting performance worthy of any soap opera, which, although passionately played, was not real. I had to look beyond the surface of what was being said to the reality below, which was that these guys have to feed their family, so they're experts in applying the sales playbook to tourists like me. And sometimes we have to apply looking deeply to our everyday lives as well. I used to be a people pleaser, and what that sometimes resulted in was my boundaries not being respected. I found it very hard to communicate when I felt like my needs weren't being listened to, and that meant either suppressing feelings or building up resentment, and then that feeding into interactions, neither of which are good for us. People-pleasing can result in us not attending to our own mental health and our own needs, which do matter. As Thich Han says, peace in oneself, peace in the world. And the place we need to start building peace is in ourselves, which means listening to and attending to our needs. And the best way that we can tune into that is to make sure that we're practicing every day and carving out quiet space to focus our awareness on our thoughts, just for a while to see what our mind is trying to tell us. Mindful awareness can also help us with our people-pleasing by helping us to reduce our reactiveness and slow down. Sometimes when we're afraid that someone might be unhappy with us, we have a knee-jerk reaction to try and fix it. And sometimes the fix is worse than anything we might have done. I find this in work. Sometimes I'll worry that someone might have taken my email the wrong way. So I send another one and all that ends up happening is that the second email confuses the situation further. Sometimes we need to just stop and breathe. As Ty says in Art of Living, don't just do something. Sit there. Notice when that feeling of needing to fix a situation surges up and watch it, feel it, without doing anything, breathe into and out of it. Look beyond the words that the person is saying and see their circumstances, their path, their suffering, their fear, without being swept away by it. Seeing that it's not more valid or important than yours, we can see our own attachment to the judgment or feelings of others. Seeing the reality of 
both them and us without needing to immediately react or speak. I would encourage you to try this when you're feeling that you're being pushed into doing something. And also train yourself to be self-compassionate. It's critical for reducing people-pleasing behaviours. We're going to do a guided meditation on directing compassion towards ourselves today. And if it's something that you find difficult to do, then I would recommend trying this every day for a week. Recognising that how you feel matters and directing loving kindness towards yourself is a critical part of the practice. And finally, recognise that there is an ocean of strength and calmness inside of yourself that you're capable of tapping into. I know it doesn't feel like you have that within you right now, but I promise you that it exists and that the practice can put you in touch with that part of yourself. We practice impermanence in the tradition of mindfulness, seeing that nothing stays the way it is forever. Your people-pleasing tendencies are impermanent too, because the thing about people-pleasing is you can't please everyone. So let's sit for a few minutes with a guided meditation, directing loving kindness and compassion towards ourselves. We're going to start with three sounds of the bell and the usual settling in introduction. And together we're going to start as we always do by applying our beginner's mind to your posture. So I would invite you to imagine that you have a thread attached to the crown of your head and it's gently pulling you upwards into an upright position. Your spine like a stack of coins. Your heart raised upwards and outwards. Your hands comfortably in your lap. And just allowing a gentle smile to emerge in your face. as we enjoy the stability of our posture. Now expanding that spotlight to our entire body, noticing where you feel warm or cold. Noticing where you feel tense or relaxed. Becoming aware of the sensation of the clothes against your skin. And the points of contact between your body and the chair and the floor.
shifting that spotlight of awareness to your thoughts and feelings. And as we go through the guided meditation, just noticing each thought as it arises, and that might be an anxious thought about tomorrow. It could be a happy thought about today. It might be a regretful thought about yesterday. Just sitting with each thought for a moment, allowing it to leave, and gently and without judgment, bringing your attention back to your breath. And finally, focusing your awareness in the breath, noticing that column of air between your nose and your diaphragm. Noticing how the air feels cooler on the way in. Warmer on the way out. May I be peaceful, happy and light in body and spirit. May I be peaceful, happy and light in body and spirit. May I be free from injury and may I live in safety. May I be free from injury, may I live in safety.
May I be free from injury. May I live in safety. May I be free from disturbance, fear and anxiety. May I be free from disturbance, fear and anxiety. May I learn to look at myself with the eyes of understanding and of love. May I learn to look at myself with the eyes of understanding and of love. May I learn to look at myself with the eyes of understanding and of love.
May I be able to recognise and touch the seeds of joy and happiness in myself. May I be able to recognise and touch the seeds of joy and happiness in myself. May I learn to identify and see the sources of anger, craving and delusion in myself. May I learn to identify and see the sources of anger, craving and delusion in myself.
may I know how to nourish the seeds of joy in myself every day. May I know how to nourish the seeds of joy in myself every day. May I know how to nourish the seeds of joy in myself every day. May I be able to live fresh, solid and free. May I be able to live fresh, solid and free. May I be able to live fresh, solid and free.
and may I be free from attachment and aversion, but not be indifferent. May I be free from attachment and aversion, but not be indifferent. May I be free from attachment and aversion, but not be indifferent. And as we reach the end of the guided meditation, just taking a moment or two to notice any changes in your body, any areas of relaxation, any areas of tension, and taking the opportunity to stretch those if you need to. Noticing any changes in your mind. If you feel a sense of calm or peace, then I would invite you to carry that through the rest of your day, along with a feeling of compassion for yourself. And finally, opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. And just before we finish, if feeling compassion towards yourself is something that you struggle with, then I would invite you to practice this guided meditation uh, once a day for a week and just notice if you feel different at the end of that. And you might want to share it with other people if they struggle with feeling compassion towards themselves as well. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, just subscribing to the podcast makes a big difference. The uh, all-encompassing algorithm that decides whether people see podcasts or not, apparently subscribing makes a big difference to that. So if you have a moment, that would mean a great deal to me. And may you be happy, may you be peaceful, and may you see yourself through the eyes of understanding and compassion. Mm-hmm.
Lana, will you? And I'll see you next time. I've been